It's time to think about the Bible like you never have before. You're tuned into Christian Questions. Join the conversation now on air or online at ChristianQuestions.com and download our app by searching for Christian Questions Radio. Here's Rick and Jonathan. C.S. Lewis once said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Good morning, I'm Rick, and this is not your typical Christian commentary as we look at Bible-related topics from a different perspective. And I'm Jonathan, and that different perspective has its basis in three things. Godly principles, family values, honest dialogue. Always done in a politically free zone. Folks, thanks for joining us today. This is a call-in format. We are caller-friendly and Jonathan, today, this morning, is a very special program. What's the question? Well, it's not a question this morning, is it? Now, that's hard to handle, Rick. No question. <laughs> what what am I going to do? do? <laughs> but our, the title, the theme of our program is Christian Questions, Looking Back Through 18 Years of Hope and Faith. All right. And, and our theme text oh, right. is found Details. in James chapter 2, verse 18. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Faith is part of life. We here at Christian Questions have been blessed to be given the opportunity to live with faith as a basis for our lives. Doing this radio broadcast for the last 18 years has taught us much about faith and much about what is required to keep our faith not only intact but vibrant and flourishing in a backwards, crazy, and godless world. You see, while faith is a gift, it is the type of gift that requires attention, work, and a lot of discipline. If we consistently feed our faith with that attention, that work, and that discipline, then our faith can turn, in turn feed us, and being fed by faith produces a life, hope, that can truly transform your everyday. So, folks, come and join us this morning as we go on a little bit of a journey back in time, back through Christian questions, time in history, if you will. Um, As we have mentioned, Jonathan, last week, we mentioned that this is our final Sunday morning broadcast on WXLM, and as because we have already begun podcasting. That's right, on Monday nights uh, from 8 to 10 Eastern. Right, and every Monday night from 8 to 10 Eastern, Christian Questions, that's where we will live. That will be our new address. So for today, though, we thought that we would talk about faith, but we also thought that we would share with you the 18-year journey of faith that Christian Questions has been on to bring us to this point of going to podcasting. And and, and just a, a quick note on that. The reason we're making the change, Jonathan, is because with the podcasting venue, we can talk to the world. That's right. And that's the objective. We want to talk to the world. Doing an evening broadcast can generally draw a much larger audience. And so. And it's a great privilege to share the good news for all that the, the scriptures teach. Right. That's what this is about. Yeah. And we believe God has opened up this door for us. And, and so we want to thank our Heavenly Father for it's amazing. All the overruling providences that got us here 18 years ago. And continued to 
bring us along and bring us along exactly. and bring us along. So we just it, saw his hand in everything. It really is an amazing journey. So, so this morning, folks, there's not going to be a lot of heavy-duty scriptural teaching. We're going to be lo- talking about faith, but we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to share with you many of the things that have happened through our walk here at Christian Questions. So... Because this is our final broadcast on WXLM on a Sunday morning, if you'd like to call in and contribute in any way... We would uh, love that. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 866-985-4255, toll free, 866-985-4ALL. And we are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern and today. 6 to 8 Central, <laughs> today and today only. <laughs> so give us a call. All right, so Jonathan, let's just put some, some scriptural b- basis on the table because we can't ever have a conversation without scriptural you basis. You got it, Rick. So Hebrews 11.1 1 from the Rotherham translation gives us a biblical definition of faith. But faith is of things hoped for. A confidence of facts, a conviction, when they are not seen. So, the word for faith from the concordance, the Greek word for faith, what's the definition from the Greek word? Well, Rick, it means persuasion, credence, conviction, and reliance. Faith is always from the same Greek word in the entire New Testament. And faith is often confused with credulity. And this is important. As a matter of fact, our Monday night podcast is going to go into this faith credulity business. And this aggravates me, to tell you the truth. And Rick, what (laughs) credulity means, it's the readiness or willingness to believe, especially on slight or uncertain evidence, kind of like gullibility. And a lot of people look at Christian faith and call it credulity. That's what aggravates me. Because that's not what Christian faith is. That's not what it's meant to be. Real, sound, biblical faith is not credulity. True, deep, and powerful faith must be built and developed, just like any muscle must be built and developed in degrees and stages. And it has to be built on something. It has to be built on a foundation. Again, Monday night's podcast from 8 to 10 Eastern is going to go into that foundation and why it's so important. And um, and and taking a look at what true faith can do for you where credulity can't. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of, of looking at both of those things. So, Jonathan, as we go through our program here, let's just st- get started with, our, with the Christian question story. Our first broadcast was June 12, 1998. That's right. 1998. And uh, our first subject matter, uh, we didn't start with questions right at the very beginning. It took us uh, several weeks to get that in, in order. But it was titled, Consider One Another to Provoke to Love and Good Works. And when we started, what was our time and day? Rick, we were on a one-hour Friday morning program from 9 to 10, and the station was called WSUB. So it was still 980, but it was WSUB at the time. And it was one hour Friday, prime time. I know, Friday mornings (laughs) from 9 to 10. Wow. And, you know, getting started with that, first of all, let's just touch on on the idea real quickly, because the idea was not my idea, that's for sure. (laughs) Wasn't your idea either. No, it wasn't. But you heard the idea. I heard it, and And I was... I was like, this is it. You were all over the idea. I was. I was so excited. I couldn't stop shaking. I'm like, Rick, I got this idea. We've got to do this thing. And And what did you say? I said, yeah, who's got the time for that? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) Be it said here. That's the truth. Uh, One thing led to another. The opportunity opened up again. You were in the the radio station for other reasons. Yes. You you began a conversation with somebody. Yep. The manager. Yeah. And they said, sure, we can do that. 
like, whoa. And in about two weeks from then, or well, not from then, but in two weeks from when you and I came to the station. To talk, yeah. We started on the air. Yeah. You know, and, and it was scary. It was because I'd never even been in a radio studio in my entire life before that. And so we started again, June 12th, 1998. As a matter of fact, we've got the beginning of the very first broadcast. We put it together oh, on a no. soundbite. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is like going to be one of the most embarrassing moments of my life, but here it is. This is what we sounded like. You were scared to death. Oh, I, I was. was scared to death. And I just rambled on and on and on and on. <laughs> Matter of fact, I had to cut my rambling so we could get a piece of you talking in there. <laughs> so let's listen to that first, uh, the beginning of that very first broadcast. Remember this theme music? Uh, yeah. Pull it up, Fred. Start any time. Any time now. I don't hear you yet. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. This there is Rick, is. and you're listening to Christian Questions. This is a brand new radio program, and I'm here with my buddy Jonathan and my other buddy Sean, who's behind the board, and uh, we're here to encourage people to read the Bible. Uh, Jonathan, our show is brand new. As a matter of fact, I'm sure. Whoop, what happened? Yeah, keep, keep so I think that, that would probably be a good direction to go. And also, I wanted to get your, your comment oh, no, okay. on no, no. Uh, the... the uh, I don't know what happened there. Oh, we cut you off. Well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't have much to say. In fact, Rick, I, I remember you had asked me a question and I would nod, but the listeners couldn't hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a <laughs> but, but the neat thing about that, Rick, your sister Joy wrote that theme song, and yeah. our friend Lorene recorded it and sang it. Yeah, and, and, and the interesting thing is once we, we figured out that we were, we were actually going to be able to be on the air, we had two weeks, a two-week window in to get ready to, to get ourselves together. Yeah. And I called my sister who lives in Montana, and I right. said, we need a theme song. You know, and you know we don't we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> and literally the next day, wow. she called me back and said, "Listen to this." Unbelievable. And then she got it to Lorene, and Lorene recorded it. So that was sorry about that. I yeah, and I was looking forward to hearing your voice from that first thing. I don't know what happened. I don't that. mind. No. Don't mind at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's how we started June twelfth, nineteen ninety eight. And you know, Jonathan, it, it comes down to if we have faith in our lives, we have to apply it. Faith without works is dead. That's really what James chapter 2 says. Um, let's just read verse 14. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? So we had an opportunity to actually take our faith and put it to work in a way that we had never, ever done before. And it started with a desire. We had a desire to bring praise, honor, and glory to our Heavenly Father. We didn't know how or what we wanted to do, but we wanted to do something. And then through many experiences, this door was open, yeah. and it was like, well, here we go. Yeah. We, we can try 
to do this. And that's exactly what we did. We tried. It, you know, you take that step forward and you don't know what's on the other side, but you take that step in faith. Exactly. Let's fast forward to uh, March thir- 21st, 1999. Now, remember in 1999, it was all about Y2K. Oh, that's and right. And everybody thought the world was going to end and all of that. Yes. Well, we brought a guest in who uh, has a lot to do with the, the financial world, Len Grice. That's right. And we were talking to him about Y2K on March 21st, 1999. And here's a, a, a a small clip from that program. What you said earlier about the year 2000 is a man-made date. Yeah, if we look at God's calendar, I mean, certainly, uh, you know, we use a Julian calendar, and uh, that was one that was created by man, not God. And, you know, year January 1, 2000 is our date. It's not a date God has put there, and it's one that we've created the problem on. So I think while it certainly is an in indication that there are issues surrounding it, this is not, I see, a date that God put in for us to be fearful of because he's going to bring about some big change. I think it's a sign of times that are going on around us, and that's what we should be aware of, that it's an indication of how much we are dependent on each other and on the technology that we've driven. It was interesting because he Len really put that that fear into a, a really great perspective. He did. He did. So one of the things about doing this broadcast is, you know, we 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 would always try and 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 you know be serious and focus on things. But then there was the fun part of the broadcast too. Yes. And at that time, Sean was behind the board mm-hmm. because when we started the program, it was you, myself, and Sean. Correct. And your wife, Jewel, Sean's wife, Rebecca, and my wife, Trish. Right. And Ella, who w- was helping us right from the very beginning. Yes. And that was it. That was the Christian Questions crew. But just let's go back to that same program because we were talking about a couple of things uh, and. Uh, we, we got a little bit of uh, Sean in, in this uh, soundbite here. I think the scriptures are very, clean, uh, very clear that what we need to do is continually look to the Lord for our guidance and to have faith in uh, what he has promised to us, that he will take care of us, he will bring us through. If we are his children, uh, those promises make us go beyond fear. Okay, and a scripture along those lines that we were just talking about during the break, Matthew chapter 6, verses 27 to 34, it says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? I like that, because I'm short. <laughs> and I've given it a lot of thought, and it never works. <laughs> he also uh, says, add one hair to your head. <laughs> but you're not bald. I'm, I'm in good shape. No, I, co- I covered that. Yeah, yeah, Sean's got us covered on that, or uncovered on that part, as the case may be. Anyway. Funny. <laughs> So it was a matter always right from the start of trying to focus on things that are really important, scripturally based, looking at hope, but having it in, in, the, in the format of a conversation where we could have fun with it as well. That was the basis. That was the core idea behind the presentation of Christian Questions. And so as we began to develop, lots of other things began to happen. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject is Christian Questions, looking back through 18 years of hope and faith. Coming up, is there a difference between faith and feeling? How do they relate to each other? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. You're listening to Christian Questions. See videos, hear past shows, and talk to us at ChristianQuestions.com. Here's Rick and Jonathan. 
Welcome back. Our subject for today, Christian Questions, Looking Back Through 18 Years of Hope and Faith. We're live Sunday morning from 7 to 9 Eastern and 6 to 8 Central. That means we're on right now. Join our conversation by calling 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-FOR-ALL. Or you can message us on your app. And if you'd like to write to us, you can write us at Christian Questions. P.O. Box 1837, New London, Connecticut, 06320. And Jonathan, while we are leaving the venue of Sunday mornings from 7 to 9 on WXLM, we are not going away. No, we're not. We are podcasting every Monday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Go to ChristianQuestions.com, click Listen Live, and you're in. Stay with us. That's right. Same exact format, same kind of subject matter, same kind of call-in thing going on. So please... Please, please. As a matter of fact, folks, we'd love for you to join us this coming Monday night as we talk about faith. And give us a call. Let us know you followed us over from Sunday mornings to Monday night. That would be great. That would be. So, Jonathan, we're talking about some history here, some Christian questions history, and it's it's kind of fun. It's in my for me, this has been a you ask my wife. It's been an emotional trauma, the idea of leaving here. Well, I don't know if our listeners realize that you live way down in Hamden. Yeah. And you have a long trek every morning yeah. to get here. Now, what time do you wake up in the morning? Well, now I wake up at 4.40 on Sunday mornings to uh, leave the house by 5.20 to get here by about 6.20 to get prepared to do the program at 7. And That's uh, a lot of dedication. <laughs> that's a lot of early morning. I'm not a morning person either. So. But anyway, let's let's follow a little bit more of the history here. You know, we had started on uh, uh, Friday mornings for one hour. And it was interesting because the, the, the station manager at the time told us, he said, you know, once you guys get going and you if you get comfortable with this, you're going to come back and ask me for two hours. Okay. And we were sitting there and said, yeah, okay. Sure. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to fill one hour? Never mind two. But sure enough, it didn't take too long, and we started talking between ourselves about, mm-hmm. you know, we could use an extra hour. And so we, I remember talking to the station manager, asking him, you know, is there a possibility we could have two hours? And he was literally, literally working on his scheduling at that exact moment that I, I asked him. The Lord is good. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he said, actually, I have an opening on Wednesday mornings. So if you guys can do Wednesday mornings from, uh, what was it, from 9 to 11? Yes. He said, you know, we can switch you to two hours. So, so our very first program on Wednesday mornings was our 100th broadcast. Oh, that's neat. Okay, and what was the subject? Are Christians supposed to be persecuted? So that's when we started with two hours on Wednesday mornings. Wednesday mornings didn't last very long. No, they didn't. Because there was a format change at the radio station. Ah. I think that they went from news talk to sports talk. Okay, okay. I think. So, 17 weeks later, on September 3rd, 2000, we ended up moving to Sunday mornings because their sports venue didn't have room for a Christian broadcast. On a Wednesday. Right, yeah. Right. And so I'm pretty sure that was the reason. It's a little hazy. But uh, so that's when we began two hours Sunday mornings, and that was what time, though? That was from 6 to 8 in the morning. So at that point... Whoa, that was early. Yeah, I got, would get up at 3.40 in oh, the morning. wow. <laughs> Leave at 4.20 <laughs> to get to the station by 5.20 to prepare for the broadcast. And Jonathan, I will tell you a personal testimony there that wasn't comfortable, that wasn't easy. 
after our Sunday broadcast, I would drive back and we would have our Sunday Bible study, which mm-hmm. that was my responsibility to, to lead that Sunday study. Mm-hmm. By the end of that study, I would be slurring my words. I was so tired. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you went home and took a nap. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but that very first program, uh, September 3rd, 2000, on Sunday mornings was, what was the title? It was, Should Christians Tithe? And again, that was September 3rd, 2000. So, this is August 28th, 2016. So we've been on Sunday mornings exactly 16 years. Wow. From from that point. So, you know, we're talking about faith as the backdrop for this little history of Christian questions. And as we go through the, the backdrop, alongside of faith is a lot of feeling, a lot of emotion. And a lot of times we confuse the two, but they're very, very separate. So feel just give us a sense of, of feeling and, and how, how kind of, what is it? Deep emotions, if taken and applied, first can and most often lead us to credulity, for emotions seek to be validated simply because they exist. So the idea is if you go based on how you feel to, to label your faith, you're, you're using the wrong basis. And feeling doesn't get you there. And believe me, you know, in terms of feeling, in terms of, of being dedicated to something like this, sometimes the feeling isn't always there. Right, right. But For the, sure. But the faith says, this is what we're called upon mm-hmm. to do. Folks, if you have a thought for our final Sunday we morning broadcast. We would love to hear from we you. We really would. 866-985-4255. Toll free. 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern and 6 to 8 Central. And that means we're on right now. Uh, Jonathan, as we move forward through time, we, we, we left off September 3rd, 2000, when we moved to uh, Sunday mornings from 6 to 8. Well, in 2001 in September, 9-11 happened. Oh, yes. And that took everybody by surprise. Yep. And, you know, we were just going along we were with our normal scheduling of normal programming until that happened. And so we changed the broadcast uh, for that Sunday morning. And I was actually working at a young people's Bible seminar with David Stein, who's been our, our often co-host and guest yes. with us here. Yes. So he and I, from that seminar, did a program based on the tragedy of 9-11. We got, we got a, about a one-minute clip from that. It's a really poor recording, but understand we were recording it remotely from a different location. So I apologize for the quality of this, but um, this was a little bit of our take on 9-11. So that scripture talks about a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. And Jonathan, when we look at it, September 11th, 2001 is a day that will live in the minds of this world for generations. On that day, less than one week ago, the world changed as we were all eyewitnesses to one of the most horrifying terrorist attacks on innocent people in modern history. Thousands upon thousands of human beings had their lives wrenched away as terrorist acts of a few altered the course of many. In the wake of this horrific destruction, the resounding question that rings in the ears of millions is this. Why? Why does God permit such evil, such destruction, and suffering upon the innocent? The answer we're given by the great theological minds of our time is, we don't know. This morning, we would like to challenge that we don't know answer. And look to see if the Bible does, in fact, reveal an answer of greater suffering. Why does God permit such tragedy? Let's see what the Bible says. And Jonathan, that's been a recurring theme for us through the 18 years, is to challenge 
typical answers by going back to scripture mm-hmm. and the idea of you know why does god permit tragedy why does god permit evil and many great theological minds come up with the answer well we're really not sure the bible is better than that it is sure it gives us a sense it gives us a plan it gives us something to hold on to and that has been a recurring theme whenever there's been a really major tragedy we have generally stopped looked considered and gone back to scripture that's right and other input that, that you hear from people that you would expect better is, well, God saw that they were bad and that's why he destroyed them, like the tsunamis. Yeah, and things. yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. That, that is not a scriptural reasoning uh, of the wisdom of God. And, and that's where the, the difference between faith and feeling really comes into play. Because feeling, when you see something like that, that's so big and so traumatic and so horrible. Yes. Your feelings are crushed oh, by they that. Are. And that's where true faith has to have a foundation. But true faith can't be founded on just how you think it ought to be. Right. It has to be founded on what you believe it is. Mm-hmm. And that's where scriptural foundation always comes into play. So faith versus feeling. Faith, true faith absolutely can and should lead to feeling. It should lead to emotion. Mm, You're right. You're right. It should lead to strong emotion that will back it up and keep us reminded of the why of our faith. Our faith must have a solid, clear, visionary why. And again, tomorrow night in our broadcast, Monday evening from 8 to 10, we're going, the, the, the little pieces that we're giving you on faith this morning, we're expanding for the two hours tomorrow night. So that's going to be important. Jonathan, let's touch on another tragedy that happened a couple of years later. It was in February 23rd of 2003, this broadcast was right after the Rhode Island nightclub fire. Remember that? 96 died. Yeah. Rick. And as a matter of fact, in that situation, um, that that one hit very close to home. Oh, here. it did personally, Rick. For you especially, yeah. uh, my my good friend Mel um, died in in that tragedy. So let's go to another soundbite where we're introducing that because again, we when when things happen, you want to address them, and the whole purpose of Christian questions is hope. So let's listen. Our question is: When tragedy strikes, where is God? And our theme text is found in Psalms chapter 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Jonathan, life is full of tragedy, and we've seen that this week. Every day, each and every day, thousands of people experience tragic events of all kinds. There are the tragedies of broken homes, drugs, abuse, sickness, sorrow, war, terrorism, and death. And some tragedies hit closer to home than others. This past Thursday, the 21st of February, was one such tragedy. 96 people died in a nightclub fire just over there in Rhode Island. Among the casualties was a friend of WSUB, and more specifically, a friend of ours. Mel worked with your company, Jonathan. That's right. Cleaning the radio station on a weekly basis. So he was always here, and everybody knew him. That's right. Um, without warning, his life, like the lives of 95 others, were just taken away suddenly and in a very untimely manner. So the question is, why do these things happen? If God loves us, and he does, then why does he allow tragedy? So 
that it has been over 18 years a recurring question mm-hmm. that we have tried to give recurring hope and answer to based on faith in scripture. And I want to take one um take one step further with this with that tragedy before we go to the phone because Jonathan it was such a close thing for you 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 were compelled to pay a special tribute to Mel. That's right. And I will never forget this moment in the radio station as you did that. Anybody here know our old friend Mel? Can you tell us where he's gone? He helped a lot of people and it seemed he died so young. You know, we just looked around and he's gone. One of those moments that yeah. just puts things in perspective because while you have hope and while you have faith, you still have that, that emotion and that feeling and that sense of, man, you know, how do you walk through this next piece? Another one of those type of programs, Rick, that we had along these lines, uh, one of my most memorable was, uh, remember the Sandy Hook school shooting oh, man. that took place? <laughs> and that was in October... Uh, that was in 2012. Yeah. And right. my, my son Paul was a f- is a funeral director, and his boss came in uh, to that program and helped us and talked about the grieving process. And uh, I learned so much yeah, fr- yeah. from that tragedy and how to help others through that, that process. So dealing with tragedies has been part of what we're here to do. That's what we're called to do. So let's take a moment. Let's go to the phones. We have we have a great, great, wonderful friend of Christian Questions on the phone with us. Yes, we have David Stein. Good morning, David, and welcome. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Uh, it's wonderful to hear you folks this morning, and uh, as you say, a very historical uh, moment for us as Christian Questions uh, transfers completely to a podcast. The, uh, the years that have gone by have proven such a multi-dimension Christian blessing uh, on the radio for so long, and it, for my part, it certainly has been a, a real honor to be a part of that. And, and Rick, you know, when you were playing that, that small uh, uh, clip from 2001, from after 9-11, uh, as you mentioned, you and I were up at a Bible camp uh, doing the program at that time, one of the, the eerie things that I recall so vividly was the total lack of aircraft in the in the sky at that time. You may remember that yeah. the FAA shut that down completely. So this was a sign to the whole country. I mean, there was no aircraft in the air anywhere in, in all of the United States. This is how, how much of an impact that tra- uh, tragedy had. But, you know, we rejoice in the, the scriptures that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and uh, as Christian questions has heralded that truth, uh, along with many other truths for so many years, uh, even in tragedies, no matter how difficult they are, there are things that uh, our great God has in mind for the blessing of all mankind in the future. And again, I thank you so much for uh, having been a part of it for uh, so many occasions during those eight, the past 18 years. Well, David, it's it's been our our privilege, and you are uh, you're you're still on call, brother. You're still on call. <laughs> Don't <laughs> go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happily so. Happily so. <laughs> All right, David. Thanks so much for calling, and we appreciate it. Take care. God bless. And you know, and, and and David has played a very unusual role, not only in his frequently being a guest here, mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways, David is a big brother to me spiritually. 
And yes, yes. during many times throughout the many years where I would I felt the weight of, of, of attempting to continue with this work, I would lean on him just as, a, as a, an outlet. And he would just give me strength and inspiration to take the next step, to do the next thing. He would listen, and he would help me to refocus and redirect. And, you know, that's part of brotherhood. And, again, David, I love you, brother. You are just a, a, a wonderful, wonderful example of Christianity to me. And I think to everybody that you ever meet. So <laughs> that's for thank sure. You. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject is Christian Questions, looking back through 18 years of hope and faith. Coming up, faith and feeling. How well or poorly do they operate without each other? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. You're listening to Christian Questions. See videos, hear past shows, and talk to us at ChristianQuestions.com. Here's Rick and Jonathan. Welcome back. Our subject for today, Christian Questions, looking back through 18 years of hope and faith. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern and 6 to 8 Central. That means we're on right now. Join our conversation by calling 866-985-4255. That's 866-985 for all, or you can message us on your app. And we are now podcasting Monday nights from 8 to 10 Eastern. Go to our website, ChristianQuestions.com, and click Listen Live and stay with us throughout the years. And, you know, if you have uh, a letter or anything that you can share with us about our program over the last 18 years, write us and let us know what you think. Christian Questions, P.O. Box 1837, New London, Connecticut, 06320. So yeah, a lot, lot there. But we love, we, folks. We really, really do love to hear from you. And uh, let, let's continue with our walk through history, Jonathan. It's very nostalgic for for us sitting here yes, it is. in the studio. I feel teary eyed a little bit here and there. I'm trying to fight it. <laughs> Hopefully, I can stay on top of it. But we'll we'll see. You know, the following years at WSUB, there was changes. We mentioned sports talk that didn't last that that long. Went right. back to news talk. Yeah. Uh, and th- and then then there was one Sunday. This is when we we're doing six to eight, where you were going to be out of town. Mm-hmm. And Vicky, our co-host, my, my backup co-host for you, was going to be out of town. Right. Uh-oh. Now, what do you do? Yeah, well, that was an issue. <laughs> but, you know, Vicky played a really, really important role because if you remember, there, there came a point in time where Sean couldn't do the board anymore. Oh, that's right. And Vicky, who... I, I don't know if you're listening, Vicky, but let's face it, you're not technologically, you know, <laughs> that's not your, your greatest talent in life. But she's willing, but always. But she stepped up. And learned the board. And I'll never forget that as she was here week after week after week after week doing that job. And then she would sit in as co-host when you weren't around. Right. So, I mean, what a help. really, really integral in, in, in Christian questions. Well, this particular week, uh, the both of you are out of town. I didn't have a co-host. So I talked my two daughters into joining me for that particular week. Amy was 16, Emily was 19. So let's just, just drop in and hear a little bit of the, the, the observation and wisdom from my daughters. First is my youngest daughter, Amy, at 16. We were talking about what makes a virtuous woman. This was January 11th, 2004. And Amy was talking about being trustworthy. Is the idea of being trustworthy, is that something that's, that's commonly spoken about, talked about, taught in your daily school routine? No. Why? Because people <laughs> just don't value it anymore. What, what happened to being trustworthy? 
I mean, why don't people value it? They just don't think it's that important in society. Okay. Society nowadays, they are so wrapped up in themselves that, you know, being trustworthy isn't being self-centered. You have to consider everyone else when you're a trustworthy person. You know, it's someone you can go to who you know will be there for you no matter what, you know. And nowadays it's like, well, if, you know, it doesn't benefit me, then I'm really not going to care that much because... I'm self-centered like that. Oh, okay. Do you ever get that way? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good answer than the honest answer. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at 16, she had gone through some pretty hard things, which we're going to get to later in the program. And it was a, it was a, it was a good moment for her. Mm. And, and, you know, we're talking about faith and feeling. J- just a, a quick statement on faith as we move forward through this. Faith can and needs to be able to stand and endure in the absence of feelings. For faith, true and abiding faith, is far deeper and stronger than any feeling that we might have. That is such an important place for us to put our thinking, is to realize that faith is deeper than feelings. Now, feelings carry a lot of weight, but they don't go as deep as mm-hmm. faith does. You're right. Real faith, real, true, abiding faith. And again, if 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 you want to get the difference between faith and feeling, Monday evening from 8 to 10, tomorrow night, we're going to be discussing the faith and feeling comparison in great scriptural death. De- death. Depth. Depth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's lots of ways that we look at scriptures that help us understand the mm-hmm. difference between faith and feeling. For sure. And give us many reasons to have strong, abiding, unwavering faith. So we're going to get into those, especially Monday evening. We'll see if we have a, a few minutes here. But uh, let, let's go. Let's go on to Emily. Yes. Okay. That was Amy's perspective on being trustworthy in our day. And and uh, and Emily at, at nineteen, uh, she had just started college and uh, she was home on on break. Um, she was in this next soundbite. She was talking uh, about wisdom. Is wisdom an important part of your life? Well, I think it should be, but I think a lot of it has to do with people have intelligence. People are smart, you know, don't, you know, we're not trying to say people are stupid and they don't know how to think. It's more like they just don't know how to apply it. Like the definition says, you you can be the smartest person in the world, and if you don't know what to do with what you have, you're not going to go anywhere. Well said. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was interesting. That, that particular Sunday, uh, I had Amy and Emily sitting here, you know, at your microphone, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. sharing it. Amy brought her friend Gina. She was sitting over where Jewel is sitting. And actually, Aaron, um, uh, Fred's son, was in the studio as well. Oh, nice. And I, I kept through the whole program, get, kept trying to get Aaron to say something, and he'd give the one-word answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. I used to always do that. <laughs> but, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we learn we learn through our experiences, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. So, as time went on, uh, you know, that was in in January of 2004. Uh, we also had a lot of interesting things being uh, developing um not only from the 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 listener aspect of things, but we had another really interesting development in in, in late June, early July of 2005. Remember that you called me and said 
I just got a call from the station. We're off the air. We're off the air. It's, and, and it's wh- over. Why was that? Well, because they were changing their format to a, an all Spanish format at WSUB, and we don't speak Spanish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Como está usted? That's it. Muy bien, gracias. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, over. that's all we've got. <laughs> so I remember get, hearing from you and, and, and asking, so well, where did their talk radio go? And you said, I, th- I think they're t- changing to FM. And I, and, and I, said, I asked you, I said, well, well, can't we go with them? <laughs> and so we made and the so phone call. So you made the call. Yeah. And sure enough, they were able to keep us on uh, from 6 to 8 Sunday mornings. And it was now 104.5 FM. WXLM, that's right. right. So that was a that was a really cool thing. It was because FM, the listenership, really exploded right. on FM radio. Right, right, and we really it was so much fun. It was it so was. much fun in in that particular environment, that particular stage of growing through all of the things that that w- that were happening. Um, and, and you know, Jonathan, during this whole period of time, everybody that called didn't necessarily like us. Oh, that's so true. And there was one gentleman who would call frequently. That <laughs> yeah, was, every week, yeah, probably. <laughs> at that pretty point. much. Who who really stood against most of what we talked about? Yep. His name was Don, and you know it's interesting because Don, in some ways, was my nemesis. Mm-hmm. But I loved the man. Yeah. I just. I don't know what's happened to him since, but I still do. When I think of him, it's with great affection, truly and honestly. Yep. Even though on the air, it didn't seem like there was a lot of affection. <laughs> <laughs> so just in honor of those many, many conversations we would have with Don, we just wanted to, to bring Don forward to 2016. How many hundreds of thousands of young children are dragooned by their parents off to the church school every Sunday, not counting those that have to go to CDC and confirmation class, in order to do what? To study a book that you you just now described as deliberately being written so as not to be understood? Well, what an exercise in cruelty. Well, no, not, again, not necessarily, because what you have is within the scriptures is you have a, a, a compass, if you will, for moral and ethical living, and a way to understand that there's something far greater than we ourselves, and that is the Almighty God. So even if someone doesn't have a clear grasp, but they can get those things out of the Bible, they have done wondrous things for their life, and they can live a much higher quality life, even if they don't have understanding of all the details. If, if the book is, is if, if it's been written so as to be not understandable, then it's not worth bothering with. Well, and you can see it that way. That's fine. Darn right, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, the kind of conversation we would have. And, and you know, uh, we had the opportunity of meeting Don several times. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, sometimes the conversations weren't didn't start out that great. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, the thing I loved about Don was he was sincere in wherever he was coming from. Oh yeah. He was a well-educated, thoughtful individual, mm-hmm. and. You know, to me, I could see, and, and the, the thing that for me was was such a, a powerful part of this is our belief in in the resurrection is for all all mankind. That's right. And we would often ask Don, Don, what do you, what do you, what's your ideal picture of the world? Mm-hmm. And he would tell us, well, a world with peace, a world where people could, you know, be people and make good choices and blah 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 and all that. And see, Don, that's what God's got planned for you. And when you get resurrected, you're gonna love it. Yep. <laughs> and here are you. He didn't like. To hear <laughs> no, that. but you know, I, again, love the man. Yes. I just 
just do. So that was a little bit of the, the, the controversy of those days. Well, what about call-ins? We have Julius that calls us week after week for year after year. You know, what a value that he added to our program. Yeah, and you know, the, the, thing, about, the thing about Julius calling in is that he always had something really good to say. Yes. He had always had scriptures. Yes. Always would contribute to the conversation from a scriptural perspective. And, and Julius, I think his most famous line is, gentlemen, I love a Bible study. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so many, many folks uh, have called in over the, over the years with uh, some wonderful, wonderful yeah. contributions. Remember Randall's uh, Randall, contributions? Yeah, yeah. Randall was a, was a great, great contributor for many, many, mm-hmm. many years as well. Folks, listen. If our move to Monday nights is not working for you because you don't have the internet or you, you don't have an app for your smartphone that you can listen to us, let us know because we don't want to, to lose our connection with you and there are ways that we can, we can plug that gap, but we can't plug it unless we know about it. So we'd like for you to uh, give us a call, talk to our call screener, or you can write us. And the the address is P.O. Box 1837. New London, Connecticut, 06320. Let us know if you can't follow us to Monday night, and we will work at trying to plug that gap for you. As a matter of fact, a woman named Ellen called last week. That's right. uh, Mentioning that uh, this was something that she wasn't able to, to overcome. Uh, haven't heard back from her, and so we want to encourage you. Please, please let us know because, Jonathan, one of the things, the hardest thing for me with this 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 change is I have a, and I know you do too, so I'm speaking Absolutely. for both of us, but a personal attachment to this audience. Mm-hmm. And we have been working with this audience for a long time and even though we don't know what you look like, we don't even know who you are or where you are, it's hard to explain. But when you sit here in a radio studio and you talk to people, you, you are connecting with their hearts. And I, it, it, it breaks my heart to walk away from that. But again, we're not going away. That's right. We're simply changing venue to Monday evenings from 8 to 10 Eastern. In the second hour, Jonathan... We have, we're, we're going to go through what's happened. How did Christian Questions go from local to national? And we're at the beginning of the second hour. We're going to have a very, very, very special individual call in who is really, truly responsible for a lot of that. This is a story that you folks have never heard before about our own history and the hope and faith that we have had the privilege of working with. So please, please, please stay with us for the second hour as we go through the history of Christian Questions with hope and faith. For Jonathan Rick and Christian Questions, it's about history and it's about looking forward to the doors that God opens for the future. All of it, all of it is so important and so precious to us. Thank you. We'll be back right after the news and all that. But till then, faith, hope, and your life. Think about it. It's time to think about the Bible like you never have before. You're tuned into Christian Questions. Join the conversation now on air or online at ChristianQuestions.com and download our app by searching for Christian Questions Radio. Here's Rick and Jonathan. 
Johnny Erickson Tata once said, Faith isn't the ability to believe long and far into the misty future. It's simply taking God at his word and taking the next step. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Rick, and this is not your typical Christian commentary as we look at Bible-related topics from a different perspective. And Rick, our question, which is not a question, our statement is, Christian questions, looking back through 18 years of hope and faith. And our theme text is found in James 2.18. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works and I will show you my faith by my works. Okay, so uh, we are doing a very unusual program this morning, Jonathan. And that program is about the history of Christian questions and where we stand, how, what, what's happened with us over the last 18 years, because this morning, as we announced last week, is our last Sunday morning broadcast here on WXLM, uh, because we've begun podcasting. That's right, live on Monday nights from 8 to 10 Eastern. So all you have to do is go to your website, ChristianQuestions.com, click Listen Live Monday nights, and it's the exact same broadcast. That's right, or your app on your smartphone, and you can listen. So, so for today, we thought that we would talk about, as we talked about faith, we would look at it through the eyes of our 18-year history here at Christian Questions, and what happened, how we got started, some of the things that happened along the way. And in, in the first hour, Jonathan, we were talking about what I would kind of consider the old days. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, in this hour, we're going to talk about a new era. A diff- something happened very differently with Christian questions, and it started in 2009. Mm-hmm. And it started with a gentleman from Indianapolis, and let's get him on the line. Uh, his name is Jacob, and uh, he found us on the web. And I guess they say the rest is history. <laughs> Jacob, good morning. Welcome to Christian Questions. Rick and Johnson, pleasure to be with you. So, Jacob, who are you, and what have you done to us? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first, I'm uh, owner and founder of Orange Hill Media. We're a radio production and media consultation company, and also have some web design, search engine marketing, social media uh, ventures as well, and I first came across Christian Questions when I was searching online for Christian talk programs to be a part of the Freedom 95 News Talk Network, 95.9 FM and 9.50 AM. And one of my roles prior to founding my own company in 2010 was help fill programming for long-form shows on the Saturday and Sunday schedule on those Indiana stations. So this was late February 2009, as Rick, you mentioned the year, when I Googled Christian Talk Radio and Christian Questions website was one of the page one listings. And out of the several page ones and the several pages I actually went through, page two, page three, and listened to some other programs. And out of all the programs I sampled, there was something different about Rick and Johnson. And the concept they had, it, it wasn't typical, same old preaching style, the typical old motivation and no reality. So I, I like the concept of looking at several different angles when covering a topic, not just one-sided. You better believe only this. And, you know, I could tell they put a lot of time into preparation, but I had some ideas to improve how the program was structured. I had ideas on creating some of the imaging you hear now, such as the intros and music and the interactive clips that they play in between their commentary. And I was 
also thinking when I listened to the first program before reaching out to you guys, but this guy, Rick, talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, well, Thanks so already. much for the call, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Jacob, we were pretty raw, weren't we? Yes. Uh, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, besides bringing, you know, trying to bring you guys the more uh, modern imaging and uh, how the commentary went uh, you know there was a time when uh, you you had to accept criticism and some constructive criticism and, and so it, it was a great professional and great personal statement to both of your commitment for the next several years as we work together but I mean, you guys flew into Indianapolis to meet me face-to-face. Yeah, because this, this was yeah. a very different environment for us. We had never dealt with anything like this, and there was no way we were making an agreement. And I told Jonathan, we have to look him in the eye. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the three of us stood in the Indiana offices and studios, and we all said, this feels good, and we're in this for the long term. So, Jonathan, why don't you go first, and then Rick can comment on how you reacted to me first reaching out to you to see if you wanted to add more stations to your broadcast, then talk about your side of meeting me for the first time. Then we can get into the initial months of back-and-forth constructive criticism. <laughs> Which will take most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it'll only take a couple minutes. But well, well I, I felt very humbled that someone found our website and saw that there was a potential to to step up and to grow. And um, I was very appreciative that Jacob found us. And I, I, I really think it was the Lord's overruling providence that he listened to, to a few of our, our programs and, and wanted to help or, or help us uh, to become more professional. And when we met him, um, it, was a great, it was a great bond. When we met, we saw his professionalism. He knows his stuff, and we're like, this is what we've ne- needed for yeah, years because yeah. we, we weren't getting that professional support that we were looking yeah, nobody for. Nobody ever taught us anything, really. We just got on here, and we, we tried did our to own thing. develop based on what we saw between us. But remember, we would listen to t- regular talk radio throughout the week on our own trying to see how they do it yeah and there was a lot of things that we would say we're not doing that and right. we're not doing that exactly and we're not doing that but we had no help but jacob was there and we were excited though we did get a lot of criticism yeah that's right but a lot constructive of it was constructive <laughs> jacob will give you that it was always constructive so folks we began april 5th 2009 on uh wfdm in indianapolis uh what should palm sunday mean to us was our program there August 2009 is when we had, uh, Jacob, a lot of the structural changes start to take place because, like you said, you took a personal interest in what we were doing. And he would critique us, Jonathan, remember, every, every single week. week. Yes. And he'd, he'd write a page for you and a page for yep. me about this was good, not so good, not so good, not so good, Terrible. pretty good, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, besides creating a dartboard with my face on it, Jonathan. <laughs> You know, uh, why don't you give the audience some insight into when when we started interacting and, you know, how much you two have come, you know, how much progress you've made. And, I, again, I, you guys are work ethic hounds, and uh, you worked very quickly and improved very quickly. But kind of talk about how you you both went through some just, you know, personal, hey, we got to step it up. Well, um I needed a lot of work on my reading. 
Uh, and in fact, that was never a talent of mine. I did not like reading. And here I am reading all yeah. the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> and Jacob's like, it's got a flow. It's got, you know, you're, you're too choppy. So I really had to discipline myself to learn how to, to speak better so that it would be heard. And so it, it was practice, practice, practice week after week, uh, reading the, the outline, Rick, that you created every week three, four times so that I could get into the flow of, of everything so that my part would be well, well received. And uh, Jacob, uh, you know, for, on my part, it really was a matter of learning to be much more clear, much more concise, and uh, focused on making those scriptures come alive, making them relevant in as in a, as clear a way as possible, and then you know you introduce the idea of, of okay we got to do sound bites, mm-hmm. and that was a that was a whole new kind of a thing that uh, took a lot of learning to figure out how to integrate sound bites into the program. And how about finding them every week? It's like how do you do that when yeah. you're writing all the material? It's like becoming overwhelming. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I went through a period when we started with sound bites, a personal period of great anxiety. I would have anxiety attacks on Sunday nights actually mm. <laughs> because it was so much new to do. But again, faith is much more than feeling. Faith is you're moving forward. You've got an objective. You've got to do what you believe is the will of God. Just go do it. And then you ask for help. Yes. And then brethren came to help with doing things that you may not have had time right. to do. Right. Support. Yeah, support. support yeah, and as a matter of fact, in the middle of all this, in January of 2010 is when CQ Rewind was born, and Julie, who was actually with us in our last week's uh, program. From Chicago. Um walked up to me at a Bible convention and said, have you ever thought of doing this with your radio program? And she introduced the entire idea of Rewind, and it was her by herself that got that started entirely on her own for the first, I don't know, year or two of the whole wow. the whole Rewind thing. That's a ton of work. And she's got a work ethic like nobody I've ever met. And because of that, Jacob, that added another dimension. And then, Jacob, just touch very, very briefly, because we, we've got to get to a couple other things here. Just touch very briefly on going to WNOX uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, in August of 2010. Yeah, we're on the same page. I mean, the clutch hard work of you guys led to our next station added. And the most successful one today, 100.3 FM in Tennessee, covered 100 square miles. And the program was cleared to air on the 100,000-watt station because of how much the sound improved. You know, I mean, again, you guys were doing a really good job, but they liked the polished version and, you know, your team of supporters helping find clips. You and John, Rick and Jonathan, both you guys working really hard every week. Uh, my insight also, I brought in a, a great radio industry friend to help give me some tips as well just for additional opinion and he also provided me some contacts in the industry and this station was a huge success with new callers every week and as soon as everybody heard the show they you know that's one of our promo testimonies that plays during the podcast uh, somebody that just had heard how you guys were taking several different angles and then the station regretfully flipped formats, but before that happened, I mean, Rick and Jonathan, you guys took over Tennessee. You know, they were also featured on primetime weekday mornings, the live show, when critical national topics would arise with religion and pop culture colliding. 
it wasn't just a paid feature. It was a real in-depth live conversation, and Rick was shocked. They kept him on for more than five minutes most of the time. Yeah, yeah I know. It, they would interview me on their, their morning show, their weekday morning show, and a lot of times they just wouldn't let me go. I'm thinking, okay, I got like two minutes to get this in. And they're saying, will you slow down? We got to talk to you. And I think, what? <laughs> <laughs> I only got more than two minutes. Yeah. But uh, a lot of a lot of great, great developments then. Jacob, just give us a quick, because we're almost out of time for this segment, What's in the future? We started podcasting. From your perspective as the guy behind the scenes that has helped us drive through all of this growth and development and all these other stations, what does podcasting mean to you? It means unlimited audience and the restriction of not being able to move to another time on terrestrial stations. A lot of times when I say terrestrial, that just simply means over-the-air broadcast that you tune into, that anything that's not online or satellite. And so... After we had to move to another station in Tennessee that didn't have near the land coverage and listenership because ownership changed, and that happens all the time, too. So as we saw um, a need for more live, interactive callers, and we also saw that one of the best new followers and listeners were those coming from searching online, and they would reach out to Rick, and then they'd become an online follower. So we couldn't necessarily have them make an appointment to call in you know, only Sunday morning, and so a lot of people listen to programs after you guys air Sunday mornings, but I knew it was not the only time that a dedicated follower could, you know, listen to the show, and heck, people kind of sleep in on Sundays. Sometimes it's yeah. their only day off, and so we we had a tremendous response to the app when it was first launched a couple of years back. That was another strong indicator yeah. that... Digital broadcasting is the future, and the limitations of on-air inventory and the live experience with terrestrial radio was not going to stand the test of time. So that led to developing a brand-new website, which led to the launch of the Monday Night Podcast, 8 to 10 p.m. on Monday, July 25th. And this is where we need to go, because your best followers are all over the world, and we're also promoting as best we can to bring in some new listenership across the country where they don't have to make an appointment. They can either listen to the live show or, you know, they can listen to a podcast shortly thereafter. Right. All right, Jacob, our time is up for this segment. Thanks so much for taking your time this morning to be with us and give us your perspective on how we got to where we are. It's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> no more anxiety, right? Just pure, pure motivation and excitement. That's right. Jacob, All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank we appreciate you. it. All right, thank you, guys. And he really has been such an inspiration and a, a direction for us. For sure. Here at Christian Questions. And, and so now here we are, moving on, moving up. And again, God opens the doors, and we're trying to walk through them. Commercial break. This is the power. Oh! No, no, no. <laughs> speak up, Jonathan. Speak up. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> Rick, sorry, I switched the page. Christian questions. <laughs> Let's put on bloopers. You're listening to Christian Questions. See videos, hear past shows, and talk to us at ChristianQuestions.com. Here's Rick and Jonathan. Welcome back. Our subject is Christian Questions, looking back through 18 years of hope and faith. 
And yes, I thought we were at the top of the hour, so I didn't think I was supposed to do an outro. So, so J- Jacob is talking about how professional yes, we've become. And, and now we have another blooper to add to our list of bloopers coming up this segment. That was hilarious. That was yes, hilarious. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern and 6 to 8 Central. That means we're on right now. Join our conversation by calling 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-FOR-ALL, or you can now message us on your app. The app is now working, and we're glad about that. All right, and, and Jonathan, one thing, I, I just there was a soundbite I wanted to play last segment, but we just ran out of time. This was just a unique group of individuals we had come in and visit us a couple of times on, on Christian Questions. They are Soul Tempo, the, 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 uh, the group. They sing gospel music. They write a lot of their own music, and I just thought it appropriate for us to play a verse from one of their staple songs that they played for us. This was uh, December 18, 2011. Uh, It was a Christmas-themed program. So we were talking about Simeon, scripturally first, and then we go right into the soul tempo music. And he's given the opportunity to, to not see the salvation come out yet, but see the birth and see the eight day old Jesus and take him in his arms and say, Here, this tiny little child, in this child is the salvation of every man, woman, and child who ever lived. What a great, great opportunity. It is cause for gratitude, it is cause for prayer. Soul Tempo. This is the Soul Temple Prayer, and we take it everywhere. And through the storms of life, He brings us through. That's why we sing our prayer to You. We pray to our Father in the morning to protect us through and out the day. Give us the strength. Give us the love. This is our prayer we give to you. Isn't that awesome? It is. And your wife was instrumental in in finding them. Yes, yeah, yeah. And such wonderful. And actually, we had two of those guys on a program with us talking about racism. That's right. And it was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Wonderful Christian men. Just a, just a beautiful privilege to have them with us. And, and Jonathan, you know, we did have a little bit of an, uh, a blooper going on there. Yeah. I, oh, that, I was famous <laughs> for my blooper. <laughs> and, and, you know, another, another part of the Christian question story is some of the behind-the-scenes things, like Jacob, for instance. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who Jacob was until now. Sure. But, uh, you know, one of the, my jobs throughout the years has been to write and record commercials. Sure. You know, for the program. Well, every time we recorded a commercial, it didn't necessarily go quite the way it was supposed to. So we just thought we'd give you a little bit of an insight of to what it sounds like when I'm trying to record a commercial but not succeeding. Coming up this Sunday morning on Christian Questions, life, death, and taxes. We all understand life and we're all resigned to pay taxes. But what about death? 
What happens then? Does your soul go someplace? Do you become something else? Or are you in death just... Oh, wait. Are you... Is... I do... do I, uh, this doesn't work. This, who wrote this? <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, time moves on. We move up to May 6, 2012. We did a program, Have You Ever Been a Prodigal Son? And that day was a wonderful day for me. Because that's when we began broadcasting from 7 to 9 in the morning on Sundays. Yes. So instead oh. of getting up at 3.40, I got to get up at 4.40. Much better. Yes. Much, <laughs> much, much better. And um, actually, before we go to some sound bites from 2012, let's go to the phone. We have Julius from Connecticut. Good morning, Julius, and welcome to the program. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Congratulations. Thank you. What an accomplishment, and uh, I want to thank you. It's been a privilege to study with you. I love God, and I love his, uh, his character and plan. He has a plan for humanity. Uh, one thing unique about your program, which I don't think it is noted, uh, should be noted, I don't recall you ever asking for a dollar. No, sir. You know, never ask. I, I, obviously, you both work for a living. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, how about uh, your successful venture Monday night uh, with the uh, computer program, mm-hmm. pod, pod, podcast? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, Jacob, he's an interesting person, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, you know, Jacob has become a, a, not only a, a, a very, very sound business associate, but he's a good friend. He really is. Yeah. Friendship. You know, friendship supersedes everything else, mm. you know, scripturally, scripturally. But anyway, I just want to leave a scripture with you. Go ahead. On your uh, progress, okay? Uh, podcast, beautiful, uh, how, how God works. There's so many scriptures how God uh, is with you. But just one. That's John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 12. And says, uh, I just, you know, I like to paraphrase. I'm a poor reader, you know, uh, I, I'm just not a good reader. He says, uh, in essence, it says, greater works you will do than these. And the Lord has blessed you with the opportunity and the privilege to progress. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, Julius. Appreciate your call, as always. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, appreciate um, Julius's faithfulness uh, through all this time. So, Jonathan, back to our history. We're now doing 7 to 9. And, uh, you know, in 2012, the movie The Avengers came out, mm-hmm. and Peter, who is the, the guy who had the idea for the program originally, yes. came to me all hepped up about this movie, The Avengers movie, and said, you know, you've got to do a program on God's superheroes. Oh. And so, you know, he was so enthusiastic, I learned that, you know, early on that, you know, when saying no to enthusiasm wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that program. But, you know, during that program, we had to figure out who your favorite superhero was as a yes. kid. And who, yes. who, who mine was. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the next sound by Jonathan. And this is dedicated to you and you as a child and your favorite superhero. Isn't that the way of a superhero? It is. It just is. So, Jonathan, who's your favorite superhero? Go ahead. All right. It is Superman. All right. Well, here, I've got something for you. Do you remember this? Oh, I do. This goes back to the 1950s. Than a speeding bullet. 
powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent... And, of course, we know the rest, but, but you know, yes. that, that's the original uh, uh, introduction from the original television series, uh, Superman. So why was Superman your favorite? Because he was so unique compared to many other superheroes. He could fly. He could fly. And that was, to me, the greatest uh, power and ability to, to zip here and there wherever he wanted to. So that was your man. That was. And yeah. uh, so and now to do it justice, we have to go back and oh, yeah. we have to figure out uh, who yours, yours. That's right. And even Fred. Yeah, that's right. This next soundbite is about my favorite superhero, but you got to listen to the rest of the conversation in this next soundbite. And this was from June 3rd, 2012. Before we get into that, though. Are you going to tell us what, what your favorite superhero is? We're, <laughs> yeah, we're dying to, to yeah, hear it. Yeah, well, you know, when I was a kid, my favorite hero of all time, bar none, way beyond everything else, was Fred Play the Music. Here I come, it's the day, that means that mighty mountain is on the way, yes sir, when there is a wrong to right, that's right, mighty mouth will join the fight, on the sea or on the land, he gets the situation well in hand. Mighty mouse. He was fast. He was the mouse man. I, I mean, the man <laughs> mouse. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was a small, I'm still small. I never quite got to 5'5", five five, but that's another story. <laughs> got to 5'4 and 7 eighths and could never just push through the envelope to get to 5'5". Five five. But anyway, he was he was a little guy who packed a punch, and I really could identify with that. There you go. So he, it was definitely Mighty Mouse for me. And, and actually, Fred, turn your mic on for a second. Fred, how how tall are you? I'm about six four. Okay, now he's about a foot taller than me. Now, Fred, <laughs> Fred, when you were a kid, were you bigger than all the other kids or smaller? Bigger. And who was your favorite superhero when you were a kid? Oh, I loved Mighty Mouse. Ha! See, <laughs> why? Well, I don't know. He just uh, he was uh, totally fearless. Yeah. See. There you go. See, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> So a little bit of uh, background, and you know that's another part of the doing something like this for so long is you, you talk, you, people get to understand who you are, where you're coming from, and that helps you to relate to the average person. Really does. And I was just thinking about one of my superheroes when I'm not able to do the radio program. Kathy st- has stepped in over the years to help help out when something popped up where I had to be here or there. Yep. And I um, want to always thank her for her willingness to, to help out so here. So Kathy Christian has questions. been an often-time co-host yes. in your absence, yes, she just, has. just as Vicki has. And, and there have been so many who have stepped up and, and really played heroic parts in Absolutely. terms of everything that we do here. So we really are grateful. And, you know, in, in the last segment, just before we go to the next couple short sound bites, in, in, in the... Um, in the last several years, we've developed such wonderful friendships with people we would have never known. You're right. You know, there's Beth from Tennessee. There's Perry from California. There's Marjean from Tennessee. There's Donna from Texas. There's Tim from Maryland. And then several years ago, there was a young man who wanted to remain nameless because he was from Lebanon. 
That's right. He was a Christian in Lebanon, and he wrote to us, and he asked for a program on, on you know, keeping on an in Christian endurance because he was always being persecuted for his Christianity, so we called him Tim. Uh, and so, and several, several others who have become wonderful friends of ours through the program. Um, Jonathan, just you know, we started this this segment uh, with a with a commercial blooper, mm-hmm. and I just and we ended the last one with a big blooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun, and that was not a planned one no. either. So, I mean, that's really that makes it something very special. <laughs> but you know, sometimes when doing you know commercials and so forth, you just have a hard time getting something right. So here's another one that you never would have heard because you only heard the finished product, but here's Rick shining through once again. Hi, I'm Rick, co-host of Christian Questions, a unique Bible-baked talk show. We have a bake sale at Christian (laughs) Questions every Sunday morning, and what we do is we sell baked scriptural goods. Sometimes they're half-baked ideas, and sometimes they're over-baked, but baked nevertheless. (laughs) Way to go. Again, I just couldn't get the words out. So, you know, if at first you don't succeed, you try again. So, you know, Matt set me up to try it again. Now, the problem was that... You know, you start to laugh, and then you have a hard time just containing yourself. Mm-hmm. So here, here's my next attempt at that same commercial. Hi, I'm Rick, co-host of Christian Questions, a unique Bible-based talk show that can be heard live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. <laughs> Don't react! <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. I <laughs> Uh, Sometimes it just doesn't go smoothly or easily, but that's part of it. And, and you know, part of all of this, Jonathan, is the one of the things that I will absolutely that that kind of breaks my heart. Honestly, is I will absolutely miss being together in this room mm-hmm. with you sitting next to me to my right, and Jewel sitting across from me, typing away, getting the rewind preparation yes. all set. Yes. Trish in the other room mm-hmm. answering the calls. Call screener. Matt when Trish is not there. Yeah. Fred behind the board. And when Fred's not there, Matt's there. And, and call screeners, we've had several in the past. Um, Vicky helped us out there. Faith, um, Matt's wife. Uh, Paul, my son, was a call screener yep. for a time also. Yeah, a few others have, have sat in here and there. Yep. So a lot of, lot of things have, have happened and developed. August 4th, 2013, uh, we began broasting in uh, Orlando, Florida. That's right. News Talk 1190 AM. That program was Who Was the Hero in the Multicolored Coat? It was about Joseph. And then January 2014 was a really, really big thing that Jacob had alluded to in, his, in the last segment. You're right, Rick. It was the introduction of the CQ app. And that really changed things. Tens of thousands of people have downloaded that app and really put us on the map in terms of digital technology in a very, very different kind and of way. And it was another volunteer that came to you say, hey, do you need an app? I yeah. could do it for you. Yeah, actually, he didn't ask the question. He told me. He said, and it was at a Bible convention, his name is John, he came up to me and said, Brother Rick, you need an app for your radio program. And I wasn't even sure what an app was, okay, <laughs> to be honest. And I looked at him and I said, okay. And he said, I'll build it for you. And I said, okay. And then I didn't hear another word from him. And then several months later, I'm at another Bible convention and all these individuals are coming up to me saying, Rick, your app is great. I'm saying, what are you talking about? <laughs> So it, it, that is the nature of what's going on here. It's individuals who take it and run on a pure voluntary basis. And that is what, how God has blessed us over all of this time and given us so much opportunity. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject is Christian Questions, looking back through 18 years of hope and faith. 
Coming up, faith and feeling. How do they drive us when we are called to action or in times of emergency? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. You're listening to Christian Questions. See videos, hear past shows, and talk to us at ChristianQuestions.com. Here's Rick and Jonathan. Welcome back. Our subject for today, Christian Questions, looking back through 18 years of hope and faith. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern and 6 to 8 Central. That means we're on right now. Join our conversation by calling 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-FOR-ALL, or you can message us on your app. And uh, Jonathan, in this final segment of our final Sunday morning broadcast, we want to remind you all that we're not going away. We're simply changing venues. We will be podcasting. We are podcasting live every Monday night from 8 to 10 Eastern. Go to ChristianQuestions.com, click Listen Live, and stay with us. And if you can't listen live... You can listen to all the archives right. afterwards at your own convenience just by going to the website or using your app to and go to ChristianQuestions.com. And if you don't have the Internet and you want to stay connected, write to us. Let us know your situation, and we will do what we can to fill that gap. Our address is P.O. Box 1837, New London, Connecticut. 06320. So, Jonathan, the Christian question story continues. Over the last two years, they have been full of all kinds of changes from establishing friendships with listeners that we talked about last segment throughout the country to website development and now podcasting. April 6, 2014 was another landmark. We began broadcasting on another station in Knoxville, Tennessee, WFNX 94.3. That program was Why Was Daniel So Special? And uh, for 2014, for this last, this last segment, Jonathan, there were two programs you were just mentioning during mm. the, the, the break. That's right. One was uh, with uh, Vicki uh, in June 29, 2014, and she was talking about her, her battle with breast cancer. And she, longtime substitute co-host for us, worked the board for, for years for us, you know, just always around part of our fabric want to play a soundbite from that because there was great power in dealing with that because cancer is such a practical, difficult, common foe that we all have to fight with. And she was willing to be vulnerable to share the struggle and, and challenges that were before her. So, Fred, let's go to the soundbite. Uh, this was from, like you said, June 29, 2014. It was Vicki talking about spiritual fruit in the program. What is the fruit of your life? Part two. Read, read the scripture and just explain what jumped out at you this time. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. So you really emphasize consider it nothing but joy. In my head, that scripture always said consider it joy. Mm-hmm. But I missed the nothing but part, and that's the hard part. So over the last several weeks, you've had a lot of opportunity to to look at those words and and, uh, really apply them. Correct. And I have failed on on a time or two. Um, But, you know, when when, because there are times when when my focus is correct and um, I realize, I'm like I was saying to you before, I'm not fighting cancer. That is not my battle. I am fighting my character to be a Christian. I am fighting 
to be fruitful. God has chosen cancer as the battleground, but that's not my battle. Okay, Whether okay. I win or lose at cancer is not my focus. All right, all right. Hold on, because that, that that's that's like a, that's like one of those things where you say, "What? What do you mean you're not fighting cancer?" That can't be my focus every day, because if that were my focus, my fruit would be probably pride, determination. Those aren't things that the Lord is telling me to have. The Lord is, has this list of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those are what I'm focusing on. So it's more. What kind of? Pr- I'm I'm praying that by the end of this battle, I can be a better person and I can be more Christ-like. So the cancer, then, what you're saying is the cancer is simply the method through which your Christian development is going to happen. Correct. All right, and, and folks, understand that we're we're not talking theoretically here. All right, I'm talking to somebody who's lost all of her hair. Okay, and she's sitting across from me uh, without any hair on her head. She has an infection in her lungs. And she has an infection in her lungs, and she's saying, look, it's not cancer. That's not what I'm worried about. It, it, it's the development of Christian character. Understand the power of stepping out of the circumstance and into the overruling of God. What? Whoa. Folks, you can re-listen to that two minutes and 21 seconds again and again on a daily basis. And every time you listen to it, it can give you more strength because it gets down to the core of the kinds of battles that we as Christians face. So battling cancer is, is a very common thing, a very common test of our faith and our trust. And again, if your faith is based on feelings, a battle like that is going to just knock you right out. That's right. So it's got to be based on something different. And, and Vicky really showed us what we should be focusing on through those battles. Jonathan, there was a second program that we want to focus on that features my daughter Amy. That's right. And this was a very this was the hardest family experience we had ever gone through. When she was 15, she was raped. And after facing this challenge as a family for many years, we all agreed to share her story uh, for what was once a tragic story actually became a story of hope. And that program was uh, August 31st, 2014, What Happens When Life Gets Broken. And Jonathan, in that program, we walked through the whole story, had my two daughters in the studio. Yes. Trish was here with us, uh, and my son Tim called in for one segment because he's right. down I in Virginia. That. Yeah. And we, when we talked about how do you deal, how do you cope with rape, how do you every day face that challenge? And then in Amy's situation, how do you deal with the perpetrator of the crime? In her mm. case, the guy fled the country. That's right. So this next soundbite is her reaction to that part and how she learned to grow through the experience to make it something of value rather than something that you dread thinking about. What happened to the guy? He was arrested, but what happened to him? He fled the country. So he never met justice? No. He left. So to this day, 12 years later, we believe he's out of the country. Right. So most people say when you have a situation like this and you know you go through the trial and there's closure. Well, you didn't get that closure. Right. Well, how did you close it? Well, I mean, initially it was devastating. It just was so unfair. It felt like I was robbed, you know, it. I needed that. I thought I needed that. Ah, you thought you um, needed that. And it, I didn't get it. And, you know, but eventually I just forgave myself. That's key. And I forgave him in a sense because 
you know, this experience doesn't define who I am. This isn't who I am. Uh, you know, I don't have to hurt every day because of this. This is just something that happened. It's not me. And that's the part of closure that you need. It's not the justice part per se. It helps. But, <laughs> I mean, you can have the justice without that part and you'll still be lost. You know, right, the right. key is to come back home and to be who you are regardless. You know, and not let pain define you. It's what you do with that pain. And it's getting through it and getting past it and putting it in that box and closing the door. Wow. <laughs> what a program. Well, and, you know, and I, and I think about that. And that's even though it was a, of all of the programs we've ever done, Jonathan, by far, that was the hardest mm. one I ever sat through mm. because it was so obviously so close to home. But it touched so many lives yeah. in being able to share it. In fact, you were saying at one of the breaks that it impacted someone very special. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a young lady who, who had written a, a personal letter to me via email after hearing that program, and she had suffered through several eating disorders. And she heard that program, and it was, it was a step, a final step in helping her put her past in the box like we were talking about with Amy. And, you know, I wrote her back, and, you know, she was about the same age as my daughter's, and I mm. kind of told her that, you know, it feels like I'm talking to my own daughter here. And a year later, she wrote back. Oh, neat. And it was kind of like a dear dad letter. Oh. And saying, you know, I just want to give you an update. I'm still moving forward, and I'm further forward than I was before. And, you know, it, it made such an impact. I can't tell you how many, how, many, how many women have come up to me after that program, Christian women, and said, I went through what your daughter went through. And this really helped me to put it in perspective. So... Part of the privilege of doing what we do here, Jonathan, has been to be able to, to get down to the core difficulties of life and deal with them from a scriptural, godly perspective. Because, you know, the bottom line is there is hope. There is. There's always hope. So the, those were two of them really, really, like you said, some very, very dramatically important and impactful programs. Absolutely. So a little bit more on history as we're about out of time here. April 19, 2015, we actually began broadcasting on KTRS 5.50 a.m. in St. Louis, Missouri. That's right. And what was the, name, what was the, the subject of that program? When should we stand and when should we run? July 25, 2016, we began the two-hour live podcast that, that Jacob had mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. Monday nights from 8 to 10 Eastern. And what was the subject there? Oh, we had David Stein with us. Does science show the existence of a creator? And the end of July, we phased out WFDM as our second-to-last radio station. Mm -hmm. And today, we phase out WXLM as our final radio station so we can exclusively podcast. And that uh, really begins tomorrow with the uh, exclusive podcast. And what's the subject for tomorrow night? What do you have faith in? So, and this is program, our, this is program number 932 today. Wow. So. 932 programs. Yes. So, we have had the privilege of being here talking with you 932 times, you know, and, you know, <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you say about that? So, Jonathan, looking back, okay, we've got, you know, maybe two minutes here. Looking back over our experience with WXLM, WSUB, and all of the things here. Just your your final final thoughts here as we say goodbye to this to this time slot. Not the audience because we want to keep the audience. That's right. Monday nights eight to ten. Well, it's the privilege of being able to talk about the good news that Christ died for all, 
that um, isn't heard from a lot of Christian radio talk. It's right. either just us or or the, the scary, and everyone else goes to a place, unfortunately, it doesn't exist, right. but God is love, and being able to share that God is love and that he prepared his plan because of Jesus' sacrifice for all mankind, that, that they would have life again and have opportunity to live forever. I just, I'm just overwhelmed and awed that we had this privilege to share these good words. And, you know, for myself, it's the same, same thing, and, and that the privilege continues. Yes. The privilege continues in, in a different type of a venue. Uh, and for me, Jonathan, one of the things, again, that, that we say thank you to this wonderful audience for is, for me, in my personal Christian life, this 18 years has completely changed me by having to be focused on producing and doing a program every week, it just changes you. It changes the way you think. It changes what's important. It changes how you do things. And what happens is because of that continual deadline that was always there, the most important things really truly rise to the top. Mm. And, And what rises to the top, it's God's will and God's way. That's what rises to the top. So folks, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Final scripture, Isaiah 40, 28 to 31 Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Our thoughts and prayers for you is that you walk and not become weary because you put your strength in God and His Word, His will, and His way. And remember, Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the core of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For Jonathan and Rick, and Christian questions, please join us tomorrow night, 8 to 10, for our podcast. But until then, for here, for now, till next time, Monday night, think about it. Thank you. Thank you.